Welcome to Harvest Beyond Sunday, a podcast that seeks to inform and equip the members of Harvest Church, as well as celebrate what God is doing in and through our body. All right, we begin uh, this uh, episode on uh, journaling. It's our ninth spiritual discipline. And I got to say off the top here that I don't know that we are your experts on journaling. Prior to recording this episode, uh, one of the things we just discussed is how little we journal, but uh, how impactful this chapter in spiritual disciplines for the Christian life was uh, and, and really an inspiration to uh, for us to journal. So uh, we're going to unpack this, but just I want to come from a, a heart of humility that uh, me, Wes, Noah, we are not uh, your uh uh, normal, routine, disciplined journalers. Now, I do, I say I'm not a journaler, but I do keep uh, a couple of journals uh, in my family, in my house. Uh, the first thing I do is a bullet journal, but it, it's not something that I keep uh, anything more than to-dos or tasks or uh, brief things that I want to remember to bring up later in a discussion with somebody else. Uh, or events. Uh, I do keep track of those things, but I'm not writing out uh, thoughts, feelings, things that are going on in my life. Uh, I don't really do that there on a regular basis, uh, which is what this chapter and this discussion today will be primarily about. And then I also keep uh, uh, three other journals in my house, uh, one for each of my sons. And so, um, and there it's not really a personal journal, but from the moment we found out that we were going to have one of our sons, uh, I, I bought a journal and I began to keep it for them from, uh, before they were born and until now. And I update those fairly regularly with, um, you know, my love for them, how I, I I'm starting to see God gifting them and how he's wired them and, uh, our prayers for them. So in a way I do journal there for my kids, but nothing, uh, ever personal for me. And, uh, what about you, Wes, Noah, do y'all have anything similar? Do you have journals that you keep and maybe update with some regularity that may not be necessarily for this on this topic of spiritual journaling? Like you, Graham, I have a uh, a bullet journal. That was actually a gift that you gave me when I came on staff, which has been super helpful for organization purposes. But I wouldn't say that I have a consistent um, like notebook set aside for journaling. I, I wish I did. I, that's something I should prioritize. Um, I, I used to be a big uh, uh, legal pad fan. So if I, if I had thoughts that I just needed to kind of get down on the page, I would grab a legal pad on my desk and sit down and just, you know, jot out my thoughts. And that, uh, that really helped me as someone who, who, uh, typically needs to process things externally. Um, it is helpful to put pen to paper and, um, sometimes even to write out prayers. And I know there are people who, uh, and I really admire this people who religiously write out their prayers like every morning and evening and, um, again, probably a, a discipline that, um, would be good to, to cultivate, but I wouldn't say that I have a consistent location, but it is every time, every time I've ever written down my thoughts or written out a prayer to the Lord, it's been a really, um, just a helpful process that has helped me grow and, and move toward greater clarity, um, surrounding whatever it is I'm writing about. Yeah. For me, this is probably my weakest personal spiritual discipline. I'm a verbal processor. And though I do like to write, uh, I don't typically journal. So when I first went through this book in class and seminary, 
I was convicted. I'm convicted again as we record this podcast, but uh, it's just not a, a something I practice regularly. Now, Candace and I do have some, they're more scrapbook kind of things. So we're not as, um, you know, uh, Christ-like as you are, Graham, and, you know, doing these things for our kids. So I applaud you for that. Um, shaming you a little bit out of my own, you know, worthlessness there. But uh, anyway, uh, yes. Hey, I just hope my house doesn't burn down because if it burns down, those things are gone. (laughs) Yeah. So I've actually considered I've never done this because I just I love to take notes. I'm a note taker. I love to, uh, you know, craft outlines because I'm a, as a teacher, when I teach over, overseas, I love building notes and note taking and teaching formats and those types of things. It's a form of journaling because oftentimes I'm incorporating my thoughts and that kind of stuff, but not like a, not like a personal diary journaling. I'm, I'm terrible at that. I have considered though going the verbal route, like while I'm driving, by myself recording some thoughts about my kids doing just a like an audio journal of some kind that they could listen to and they hear my voice i've never begun that process i've considered it regularly and i just had never done it so this when i say i'm terrible at this i'm pretty positive i'm terrible at, at journaling as a spiritual discipline so room for growth here um for sure yeah you know, just hearing us talk, you know, one of the things I just thought about, I wrote down uh, one thing that we do in our you house. You wrote it down. You journaled on the podcast. I did. I journaled Look a while you. on the podcast. <laughs> uh, I wrote it down because I think uh, this is something that I think is near and dear to harvest. And it's not technically journaling, but I think it's a form of journaling is stones of remembrance. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. writing down the ways that we've seen God move in our, our life and uh, in our family and uh, putting writing that on a rock and putting it in a jar. We have jars on our stage and in the worship center with stones in them. But uh, our family does stones of remembrance. I know the Vons do stones of remembrance. I'm sure countless couples in our church do stones of remem- remembrance. And that's a form of journaling. It's a form of remembering what God has done in our life and, and things that we want to remember. And you know, one of the things we love to do is when we're you know faced with a decision to make is dump those stones out and look at how God has continued to be faithful in our life. And so, in a way, it's looking back at a a very brief journal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good, good form of journal. And let's, that just brings up a different point that we'll get to uh, perhaps in a, in a bit, but there are various forms of journaling. Mm-hmm. It's not just like diary form. So yeah. um, just bear that in mind. Yep. And then another thing I wrote down, uh, I journaled uh, while talking is uh, I do have an app on my iPad called day one and it's a journaling app. And uh, I, I do keep uh, notes to my kids, my wife, myself there, and you can actually print them out over time. If you want, you can submit them and they'll send you a booklet of your journal. Um, if you desire to have that. And uh, I've, I've updated that every now and then not again, not with any regularity to say that I'm a regular journaler, but I do keep thoughts there and it'll give you prompts and all that. We might include it in the show notes. If you wanted to download that app and maybe give it a shot, you can use it on your phone, your computer or your iPad. But I do find that to be very helpful. But one thing I will say is while I'm not a regular journaler by any means, uh, every time I've journaled, I've been thankful I've done it. And uh, I don't know if that's true for y'all or for any of you listening, but uh, anytime I have sat down and intentionally journaled, uh, I've been blessed by it. And so let's go ahead and dive in and discuss uh, journaling for the purpose of godliness. So let's go ahead and explain journaling. 
Donald Whitney uh, uh, defines it this way. A journal is a place in which a person records information important to him or her personally for preservation or consideration. As a Christian, your journal is a place to document the works and ways of God in your life. And so uh, for this chapter, that will be the primary discussion, is that a journal is a place where you document the works and ways of God in your life. And, you know, one of the things I think about a lot of when I think of journaling is how many giants of the faith that we reference or refer back to that were journalers. And I think Wes has a book here in front of him of one of those men that kept a journal. I think of the founder of Young Life had a journal. Um, I think Jonathan Edwards had a journal. A lot of these guys that you hear quotes from kept journals. That's where we get a lot of their quotes, I'm sure from. Um, but, you know, when you think of a journal, a journal is one of the best places for charting your progress uh, in the other spiritual disciplines and for holding yourself accountable to your goals. When we take time every day, just 30 seconds, five minutes, 20 minutes, just to jot down our thoughts and where the Lord met us today and what we're, how we're seeing him work in our lives uh, on that given day, that given week. Um, it, it's fun to look back and see the progress we've made as followers of Jesus. But when you think about scriptures uh, that come to mind, when you think about journaling, I bet many of us would think about the Psalms. You think about King David who poured out his soul to God in the scrolls of the Psalms. And uh, he repeatedly wrote things such as, incline your ear, O Lord, and answer me, for I'm afflicted and needy. Um, and we have the same cries today as believers. Um, and, uh, we might not be writing scripture, writing Psalms, but, uh, we can keep those things in a journal and our, our heartfelt pleas, uh, to the Lord or our celebrations. Um, having that journal allows us to, having a journal allows us to process the things that are going on in our life and in our, our, uh, in our world, uh, as we, as we navigate them as believers. Yeah, so for sure, we don't see this necessarily prescribed in Scripture the way we do prayers, you mentioned, or fasting, some of these other things. But uh, what we do see is uh, that when you pick up your Bible, you, in some form or fashion, have God's journal. You have God's written word to us. And so he chose to obviously write down uh, the the Bible and, uh, and and his love letter to us. Of course, Jesus is the word made flesh. And so we you know don't have any specific and exact writings from Jesus. I think that's intentional by God. But we have God's, you know, very word as as men and men wrote that moved by the Holy Spirit and wrote down exactly what God wanted us to know. So in some sense, you know, God journaled to us uh, and that is something never to neglect. But we also see the heroes of the Bible, like you just mentioned, David, Jeremiah and many others writing down their own thoughts and writing down. And sometimes it's just recording facts. So journaling and recording uh, family events, these stones of remembrance, recording your own personal walk, recording experiences on mission trips, this, that, and the other, you know, just various things, prayers, as you mentioned, notice, uh, Noah, um, they are practices we see evidenced in scripture. So even though it's not, you know, commanded, Jesus didn't say, and when you journal the way he did fasting prayer, all that. So, um, but it's very beneficial. And I do think it's, uh, it's a form of reflection. It's a reform of, 
recording history. It's a form of, like you said, celebration. Uh, so it's just is healthy. And, and I would argue um, maybe one of the best things we can do and to leave behind some of our written thoughts and factors about our life. This is why Ancestry.com is like a big deal. People want to know about what happened in the past, and people want to remember. And when we leave, I have uh, I have uh, my grandfather's sermons that he wrote, and I have some of his testimonies he wrote out. Well, I cherish those documents. When I think about um, you know what my kids may or well probably won't have if I don't get busy, you know that I leave to them. You know, I need to do a better job of writing down and recording, you know, family history events and my thoughts and, and life and my testimony, these types of things. So, yeah, uh, not prescribed by Scripture, but definitely we, we see it exemplified in Scripture. Yeah. And so let's discuss some of the values of journaling. The first is help and self-understanding and evaluation. Romans 12, 3, each Christian is exhorted not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment. And when we keep a a journal, uh, I think I'm a firm believer in that our head, our heart, and our hand are connected. And so when we have thoughts in our heads um, that we're trying to work out, uh, and, and, or in our hearts, uh, when we write them out with our hand, uh, they're uniquely tethered together and it allows us to process them, uh, more effectively. It helps, it helps us to understand ourselves, kind of helps us look in the mirror internally, if that makes sense, uh, when we jot down, uh, the things we're, we're going through. And so, um, you know, John Calvin and his institutes said, without knowledge of self, there's no knowledge of God. You know, through the knowledge of ourselves and our conditioned, uh, we are aroused to seek God. And a journal can be the means by which the Holy Spirit shows us areas of sin or weakness, the emptiness of a path we have chosen, insight into our motives, or other things that can transform uh, the journal page into an altar of seeking God. You know, Donald Whitney in his book says, uh, when I review my journal entries uh, a week, a month, six years, or a year back, uh, it helps him kind of put things in perspective that were that was happening in the in the in the past, and maybe how he was feeling, and and now when he reads them in the present time, uh, it allows him to uh, understand and see God more clearly in those situations. Mm-hmm. And I think journaling too is is helpful uh, just as an extension of that point <clears throat> for helping to just kind of untangle any knots in your mind, um, any sort of kind of roadblocks or hangups that you have. Um, getting it, uh, I think what you said, Graham, about the connection between the mind, the heart, and the hand I think that is spot on. And it's, I think this part of the significance of it is, and the rarity of it comes from the fact that we're kind of geared to do just the opposite. We, we do a lot of consuming and consuming and consuming. We put a lot of stuff into our heads over the course of our day. We, we ingest a lot of sound bites, but we don't really give ourselves the opportunity to get it down on the paper and really try to, uh, again, using that analogy of the knots, really try to untangle the thoughts that have kind of accumulated over the course of the day. And that's particularly helpful spiritually um, because, um, you know, if, if your mind's just kind of becoming clogged with all of the, all this different information and um, you're, you're witnessing a lot of stuff transpire out in the world, if you're not taking a chance to just step back, sit down, write out your thoughts, go to God's word, journal alongside God's word, because I think that's very important to do that. You're not 
um, neglecting to incorporate God's word into your reflection, um, you know, it, it, it can, it can leave you in kind of a state of, um, uh, you know, confusion in some sense that you just don't know necessarily what to do with the thoughts that you have. So getting down on paper can really help you to kind of work out the kinks. Yeah. So a second value uh, for journaling is to help in meditation of scripture. And I, I would actually say that this might be an area where I actually do a better job at than others. So I've got my ESV study Bible here. I'm going to read you a couple verses, uh, one from uh, Psalm 1 through 3. And then I've made a reference in, uh, and he actually makes the same reference in the book here, but I made a reference in Psalms 1 through 3 to connect it to Joshua 1 8. And then I share some thoughts. But this is from the Word of God about meditating. It says in Psalms 1, it says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like, and so the result of us meditating like day and night is verse 3. It says, he is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. And and so just outside of that verse, I, I wrote, I just made some notes where I meditated on this verse. That means, you know, like a tree growing tall flourishing, not in distress, bears plenty of fruit for others. And, 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 and then I just said, plant yourself in the living water. And then I made a note about Joshua 1.8, which says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. So journaling actually helps me meditate on Scripture. And now I do it in my Bible. Now my wife feels like she is uh, uh, committing a sin against the Lord if she makes a note in her Bible. She likes her pages nice and pristine, and she's growing in that area. But me, mine's marked up. And this is a stone of remembrance that I hope to leave to my kids. And and, uh, I'm about ready for a new one. Uh, to begin recording more thoughts in as I age. And so I hope to leave, you know, one of these Bibles to each one of my kids. But uh, meditating on or writing your thoughts down will help you meditate on Scripture. And so make a note and ponder it and write it in your Bible or write it in a journal or someplace. Uh, A friend of mine, David Harden, who's a Harvest member, we lead a small group together. He challenged me. He wanted to read the Bible uh, together. Are you talking about Ojos Bonitos? Ojos Bonitos, pretty eyes. We went to Honduras, and that was his nickname on the trip. You know, you go on mission trips, you get nicknames and Crazy things happen. So he's Ojos Bonitos. And, um, but anyway, he, he said, Hey, we can, we can use the Bible app and we, uh, can, you know, do a daily reading plan. And then there's an opportunity to make comments. And so we did this for a long time, uh, until we kind of crashed and burned. It was my fault, I think. But, uh, for the longest time, it was, it was simple. You just read it on your phone and then make some thoughts, and then you could reply to one another. Well, we have a written record of those those things we shared and prayed about and encouraged one another in. So anyway, write, when you read Scripture, make some notes, meditate on it. It'll help you uh, grow in your knowledge of the Word and your relationship with Christ. The third value in journaling is to help in expressing thoughts and feelings to the Lord. Psalm 62, 8 says, pour out your heart before Him. And so a journal is a place where we can write down and flesh out the deep things on our heart. And so I want to read to you 
an excerpt, two excerpts from David Brainerd's uh, journal. He wrote this, and I think it'll help us get a good picture of what it looks like to express our thoughts and feelings. So uh, think about how, how, how deeply he is feeling in this post or this post, such a modern man, uh, in this journal entry, December 16th, 1744. This is David Brainerd was so overwhelmed with dejection that I knew not how to live. I longed for death exceedingly. My soul was sunk into deep waters and the floods were ready to drown me. I was so oppressed that my soul was in a kind of horror. I could not keep my thoughts fixed in prayer for the space of one minute without fluttering and distraction. It made me exceedingly ashamed that I did not live to God. I had no distressing doubt about my own state, but I would have cheerfully ventured as far as I could possibly know into eternity. While I was going to preach to the Indians, my soul was in anguish. I was so overborne with discouragement that I despaired of doing any good and was driven to my wit's end. I knew nothing what to say, nor what course to take. And I just love, he's pouring out his heart, his pain, uh, and what was just going on in his journal. And then um, just a short time later, that was again, December 16th, 1744. Uh, so two months later. In February 17th, 1745, he says, I think I was scarce ever enabled to offer the free grace of God to perishing sinners with more freedom and plainness in my life. Afterwards, I was enabled earnestly to invite the children of God to come renewedly and drink of this fountain of water of life from whence they have heretofore derived unspeakable satisfaction. It was a very comfortable time to me. There were many tears in the assembly, and I doubt not but that the Spirit of God was there, convincing poor sinners of their need of Christ. In the evening, I felt composed and comfortable, though much tired. I had some sweet sense of the excellency and glory of God, and my soul rejoiced that He was God over all, blessed forever, but was too much crowded with company and conversation, and longed to be more alone with God. Oh, that I could forever bless for bless God for the mercy of this day, who answered me in the joy of of my heart. So I love these two um, uh, journal entries uh, side by side here because uh, you see in one journal entry, he's, uh, you know, wanting to die and in, in, in a deep state of depression. And then in the second, he, he, want, he, he can't get enough of God. And I think that is such a beautiful picture of what a journal can look like. It, it doesn't have to be perfect. You can, uh, uh, pour out your your blood, sweat, and tears in it, and then you can pour out your celebrations and your joy in it. Uh, and it's just a beautiful picture of the of the Christian life as we do business with God on a regular basis. Um, and I love this quote from Donald Whitney. He says, we tend to feel most deeply about we, what we think most deeply about. By slowing us down and prompting us to think more deeply about the things of God, journaling helps us to feel more deeply about them. Um. I'll continue writing in a journal provides an opportunity for the intangible grays of mind work and heart work to distill clearly into black and white. Then we're better, better able to express those thoughts and feelings to the Lord. And not only that, just thinking about from a discipleship perspective, you know, if we continue to, if we journal and we're able to express our thoughts to the Lord and feelings uh, and, and begin to navigate some of the trials uh, that we're going through in our own life, uh, it will help us in our conversations with younger believers who are navigating similar things uh, on how to process it as well and how to see God rightly in those um, 
scenarios. And so uh, journaling can be helpful not only for you, but for someone else as you are helping them navigate the trials of life. Another value of journaling is to help in remembering the Lord's works. This is something that's beautiful when we read biographies, whether uh, in autobiographies of missionaries, is often we have a record because of their life and what they did because they kept a, a journal. And so there's plenty of people who uh, were missionaries and didn't keep a journal, and we don't really uh, know a ton about them. But one of my favorites is a guy by the name of George Mueller. And George, uh, I'm going to recommend you pick up a book. It's called George Mueller, Delighted in God. It's We'll put this in the show notes, but it's uh, by Roger Steer. Well, so much of the book is uh, just George's own thoughts and own records of what the the Lord did. And, and so he has an excerpt here uh, that um, is really powerful where he writes about his salvation experience and he and he meditates on um, John 3:16. But what's really neat about the book is so he has those personal thoughts. But then what George is famous for is for operating an, an orphanage in, in England. Um, he, he looked around and the church was doing nothing to help uh, with these street children, with these orphans. And it just grieved him so much that he said, well, I'm going to I'm going to do it. And George is famous for having never asked anyone for a penny to help fund this. Uh, but all, only through prayer did the entire project, you know, get funded and thousands of kids were helped. Um, so I really recommend you get the book. But like just for example, in chapter seven alone, uh, we get so much of his thoughts whenever he's uh, recording how people from out of nowhere that God provided to, you know, just fund his projects. And so he writes. So just in the book, we get an excerpt from December 7th. Then we get an excerpt from December 9th, where like furniture was given. And you just keep on and you get all these excerpts, December 13th, 14th, 15th, 16th, 17th. He just writes down God's faithfulness. And so much of this book is just a record of how God moved in the ministry. What's well, how we know, you know, that God's hand was behind his efforts there. If he'd never written this stuff down, we wouldn't know about it. And so it didn't. This book has inspired me and countless others uh, to not so much about journaling, um, but to rely on God and and God's faithfulness to us and to trust in the Lord and to go to him in prayer. And so remembering uh, the Lord's works, we see that in scripture. We see it in the Psalms. We see it in the, the prophets. We see it in the writings. So much of it is, is historical where we remember uh, the Lord's work. So uh, just like the stones of remembrance, we need to be writing these things down. But uh, go get a copy of George Mueller, this book about George Mueller, uh, Delighted in God by Roger Steer. And uh, that'll help convict you about journaling and remembering the Lord's works, as well as prayer and trust. The fifth value in journaling is, and this is might be my favorite, is helping creating and preserving a spiritual heritage. Uh, you know, when we keep a journal, uh, we are leaving something behind uh, that our family members, generations from now, can look at and read. Uh, you know, we, we think of this in keeping a Bible for each of our kids um, that we've journaled in or highlighted and made notes. You know, when my grandmother passed away, I got her Bible and it was so fun to see, you know, quotes she had written in it the day she met the Lord or committed her life to following Jesus. 
Uh, same with my grandfather. My grandfather passed away in December and getting his Bible and seeing his thoughts and what the Lord taught him. You know, my, my grandmother was a, a, a woman of the gospels. My grandfather was a man of the Proverbs. And it's fun seeing how much they would uh, tear up those chapters in their Bible with, with scribbles and notes and but it's it'll be fun for my boys to see one day that they come from a, a family that uh, desired uh, to serve uh, and love and know the Lord more deeply. And when we keep a journal, we're recording thoughts that our grandkids, our kids can read, our grandkids can read, our great grandkids can read, our great great grandkids can read. Um, and you know, it, it's one of those things that uh, when you keep a journal, I kind of picture it as, uh, you are, uh, setting the tone, uh, for your family, for generations to come that you desire for your family, uh, to know, love and serve the Lord. Um, and that that's your hope and your vision, uh, for many generations of your family members. And so how much of a blessing, you know, if, if the Lord were to unexpectedly take you off this earth, uh, for you to have a journal that you left behind for your kids, uh, how how much of a blessing uh, would it be for them to see uh, your heart for the Lord and your desire to serve him and to be more like his son, Jesus, uh, for them to, to have that to hold on to uh, for years and years to come and to share that with their own grandkids. You know, one of the things I think about with my boys um, is uh, they have a uh, their grandfather, uh, my father-in-law, uh, is an incredibly godly man, well-known uh, love the Lord, honored him with his entire life. And, uh, we were walking through our neighborhood one day and, um, someone pulled over. They, they recognized my wife and, uh, and my boys never met my, my father-in-law, but, uh, the guy said, man, I, I loved your dad. He was such a, a great man of God. And we just stopped our walk and I got down on my knee and looked at my boys and said, Hey, did y'all hear that about your, your grandfather that you didn't know? Dado. Uh, that he uh, was a man of God who loved the Lord um, and it, it impacted that man. And so I don't want you guys to miss that. And then we continued on in our walk, uh, but I didn't want them to miss that. They, they had a, they had a grandfather that loved the Lord uh, and desired to serve him all the days of his life. And how, how, how sweet would it be uh, for him to um, have had a journal uh, for our boys to look at one day and read uh, their dado's thoughts on the Lord and things that he was going through and things he was navigating. And uh, we do have a sweet blessing. He does. We do have uh, his handwriting on a stone of remembrance in our house uh, that we can look back to and show to our boys. Um, but uh, we, but, but that they just get the word of mouth and how fun would it be to see it straight from the source? So uh, consider journaling uh, to um, leave a spiritual heritage in your family. I love that, Graham. And we've already touched on this next value, but I'm going to read a quote to you. But the next value is it just helps in clarifying and articulating insights. So specifically into scripture, but maybe conversations with your spouse or other relational dynamics. But I love this quote. It says, while reading makes a full man, reading makes a full man and dialogue a ready man, according to Francis Bacon, Writing makes an exact man. Reading makes a full man. Dialogue a ready man. Writing an exact man. And what Donald Whitney says is that he's discovered that if he writes down the meditations of his quiet time with the Lord, that they stay with him much longer. And so without journaling, he said, by day's end, I usually can't, uh, I usually. 
uh, or without journaling. By days in, I usually can't remember, uh, you know, little from my devotional time. So writing down your thoughts and understanding and having, uh, you know, clarifying uh, thoughts that you've written down makes what you've learned or what you've meditated on last longer in your life. And so it makes an, an exact man. And I found that to be true, too. Yeah. And then uh, the next value would be to help in monitoring goals and priorities. One of the things brought to my attention through this chapter uh, was Jonathan Edwards' resolutions, and there's 70 of them, I believe, and uh, these these resolutions that he sought to live uh, by. And so when... Um, he would come to his journal and he would uh, look at his resolutions and see how he compared. Did he live up to what he hoped to uh, accomplish? And in, on Christmas Eve in 1722, he wrote higher thoughts than usual of the excellency of Christ and his kingdom concluded to observe at the end of every month, the number of breaches of resolutions to see whether they increase or diminish to begin from this day and to compute from that, the weekly account, my monthly increase and out of the whole, my yearly increase beginning from new year day. And so he had this he had this expectation that he would live up to his resolutions and and, and do uh, regular checkups, see how he was uh, comparing and uh, if he was succeeding or failing. So it helped him monitor goals and priorities. Even George Whitfield kept a list of uh, criteria that he would use each night as a basis of self examination. Uh, you know things like has he been fervent in prayer? Uh, has he been simple and recollected uh, in everything? Has he planned business for the day? Has he been meek, cheerful, affable in everything I said or did, or been proud, vain, unchaste, or enviable of others? Um, there's a variety of other things he wrote down, like confessing. Has he confessed all of his sin or has he been diligent in his studies? Has he thought or spoken unkindly of anyone? Uh, of anyone? So he had this list that every night he would go back to and look at and uh, kind of see how he uh, has performed that day um, and kind of did some self-examination, which leads to the the last value uh, in, in journaling. And that's in help in maintaining the other spiritual disciplines. You too can keep a list of of uh, in your journal of uh, the spiritual disciplines. How, how have you been uh, in uh, Bible intake? How have you uh, been in prayer, worship, evangelism, serving, stewardship? Fasting, silence and solitude, journaling, learning, and, and, and perseverance of these things. It'll help you persevere. And so maybe you keep a list of the spiritual disciplines. And when you journal at night you uh, or in the morning, you just consider, have you, have you planned for these things? Have you been active in your pursuit of the spiritual disciplines? Uh, and maybe that would help you, journaling would help you maintain uh, the other spiritual uh, disciplines. Well, we're going to land the plane and just talk about ways of journaling, you know, and, and the, the easy answer is, uh, that's not really an answer is your way of keeping a journal is the right way. There are no rules for keeping a journal. So for some of us, we are going to want to buy a fancy leather bound journal that we can, uh, that will sit on our shelf for generations to come. Some of us are going to buy a moleskin. Some of us are going to buy a spiral bound notebook. Some will use an iPad or an app on your phone. But the reality is, uh, the way of journaling that works is the one that works for you. And so find the method that you will do consistently uh, so that uh, you you can uh, begin to practice this spiritual discipline with more regularity. Uh, if you enjoy it, I think you will do it. And if it's easy for you uh, and enjoyable, uh, you will want to pursue uh, journaling more wholeheartedly. And so with that, that will uh, wrap us up on the ninth spiritual discipline of journaling for today. And uh, next week, we will dive into uh, the last 
spiritual discipline of learning for the purpose of godliness. So while you're here, hit that subscribe button and we'll see you next week.